Hey there, it's me, Denise Lee, and welcome to the Introverted Entrepreneur Podcast, where we help improve your mindset and your money. And in this episode, this is going to be a series, our inner growth series. And with each episode, we're going to be talking about little ways that you can become more resilient, understand yourself at a deeper level, and more importantly, feel connected to your goals in a much more amazing way that you never even thought was possible. Make sure that you have a pen and paper because we're going to dive into some things that I'm going to reveal to you that you may realize, but you're going to get it in a fresh new light. Stay tuned after this short break and we'll get to it. Hey, 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 and we're back. But before we dive into today's episode, as always, want to thank those of you who are listening for the very first time. Thank you so much. I know you could be anywhere else, but you're here with me, so I appreciate that. Make sure that you smash that subscribe button so as soon as I drop an episode, you'll be able to listen to it lickety-quick. And those of you who have been listening for multiple episodes, hey there, I... I still see you. I'm not ignoring you. Just giving the newbies a little shout out. Those of you who have been listening, I've got a big, big favor to ask you. If you have been loving these episodes, make sure that you write me a review wherever you're listening and let me know. Send me a message at hello at denisechili.com and I'd love to send you a little gift as a token of my appreciation. And let's be friends on social media. If you haven't done so already, follow me either on Denise G. Lee on Twitter or Denise George Lee on LinkedIn. That way I will be blessing you or (laughs) motivating or inspiring you with tips and trips to not just understand yourself, but how to promote yourself in a real and authentic way. The things I'm going to be talking to you about are more a one-on-one client experience, but I have some other resources that are you can also learn from. It's called Amazing Attitude. Amazing Attitude, you can only find it on denisechili.com. Click the courses tab. It's a 21-day program where we talk about who you are at a much deeper level and help you to emerge after 21 days more confident and assured of who you are and how you want to help others with your business. Amazing Attitude, you can only find it on denisechili.com. And I think that's it. I think we got our housekeeping things in order. So now we can get into the good stuff. This episode has definitely been inspired by some own inner work that I've been doing. For those of you who know me, you're my client, or you work with me in some other capacity, you know I'm a big, big believer in personal development. And I can't pack just what I don't preach. So I have been really diving into some works inner child, inner healing work. And as I was reading and studying and doing some more research about it, I I realized, oh my goodness, I have to share this with you guys. I have to share this with my podcast community because I know that I've been having so much realizations about how I interact with others, the decisions I make. For example, I notice that I find myself really, really triggered when I am looking at people, it seems like they have 5 million followers or above, or they seem to be 
way more successful than me. And I realized that there was a lot of healing that needed to be resolved around that, as an example, because what people are doing, we don't know what goes on behind the scenes. We don't know what they're struggling with. We don't know what our issues are. But if we are feeling emotionally disturbed or distressed about people, lies and how they're living their lives and what they're doing and it's impacting us that is a serious call that we have some work to do again I talk a lot about how we can do the work in my course amazing attitude but for our purposes today I have three main characters that I want you to become a accustomed to to be aware of because it's always talking in our brains all the time but you may not be aware of it and I want to explain why that's important for a lot of us we are really running on autopilot with our emotions and our sensitivities and our hurts and I'll give you a perfect example that just happened to me just the other day I am attending this Bible study and I walked into the Bible study and the leader turned to me and the leader said, Denise, I'm going to make sure that you have your your name tag. I've been thinking about you. I don't want you to think I forgot about you. And I looked at her and I smiled and I wasn't even thinking about it. I had a temporary name patch that I wrote with a little Sharpie pen so it was permanent. I can and I brought it with me. It's laminated and I can with a little tag I can put on myself. And I thought I was good. I had a name tag. I, people could identify me. They can know who I was. I wasn't really too worried or preoccupied. But my leader in this group, she was really upset about it to the point where she kept on apologizing profusely. And I said to her, don't you worry about it. I'm not worried about it. I'm good. But I could tell she felt very upset about the situation. And that's the point that I'm trying to make with you is that if we let these emotions go unchecked, they can really potentially wreck not just our serenity, but how we interact with people, how we navigate. And I don't want that to be you. I don't want you to feel as if, if you don't, supply certain people with certain things. I mean, obviously we like to hold up our agreements and stuff like that. But for the most part, I don't want us to feel at ease and discomfort or just not being able to focus clearly because we feel that people are judging us or we feel that we're not measuring up or perhaps we're comparing our worth with another person. It comes in so many different flavors. But getting back to the example that I was saying to you earlier, I looked in my leader's eyes and I could just feel her profound guilt. And I know that wasn't about me. It wasn't about a name tag. It was about her feeling unworthy, about her not fulfilling what she felt like she needed to do when it was causing her a lot of distress. I don't want that coming with you. And in our time with one another, I'm going to talk to you about three voices in your head that could potentially helping you or hurting you. And this is a time where I definitely want you to have your pen and paper out or your pencil, whatever you use to write with, because I want you to start writing down some questions that I'm asking you and use some time either during our time, this 
recording or afterwards, you want to reflect about and ask yourself, hmm, what is really bothering me about one of these three characters that Denise has talked about? And with all of that being said, let's talk about that. The first voice or the first character that's always playing in our mind is the critic. It's the critic that always tells us we're not good enough, we're not smart enough, no one's listening to us, we're not doing things right, we're a fool, all these negative things. And I just want to put this in perspective here because I don't want this to be a session where you're, you're interpreting me to say, well, I don't hate my critic. My critic helps me improve. My critic helps me examine all the things that I need to work on. And I'm not saying that we need to ignore a critic, but I want you to be consciously aware of when that critic voice pops up. For example, when I remember this was a few years ago, and I had this course that I was creating, and I remember having this experience where somebody emailed me a less than nice response about some of the things that I I said in my course, and then I just got upset. I got upset, and it made me feel I was unworthy and not being able to coach effectively. And it it really impacted my brain on a, a lot, a deeper level. And instead of thinking to myself, okay, this is just a good feedback. I can take what's practical. I can work on improving certain things. So the next students there who are going to be using this can be approved improved by what I learned, I was taking it as a personal insult against me, against my work, my competence, all sorts of craziness was happening through my brain. And if that's you, where you can't just take that moment of learning and it goes to a new level, that means that that inner critic is definitely definitely having a way more power over your life than it is. And for a lot of us who have a loud inner critic, we run of one of two ways. We become overly sensitive and combative or angry, or we can go on to the flip side of it where we become a recluse and we become scared and afraid of even doing anything. We become procrastinators or we just don't want to take any responsibilities because we're so afraid of anyone judging us or anyone saying anything negative to us. That's really crippling. And if that's you, if that's what you've experienced because you're inner critic, I have some solutions. But to stay tight with me, I just wanted to identify the critic because for a lot of us, we over magnify. And usually, what happens from it, the how why the inner critic has come is usually from a friend or family member, someone who was of real profound influence of in our lives and we really wanted to measure up and we wanted to be like that person but it turned like into a dark negative theme where we we could never do anything good in their eyes actually as I'm talking about this this kind of reminds me of an ex-girlfriend of my father her name was Sandra 
and there was absolutely nothing good I could ever do with 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 Sandra. She was always from my weight to my studies to how I behaved around relatives. Nothing was ever good, and she was always had this permanent scowl on her face, and she was always criticizing. And even though it made me so upset and made me so on guard and created a lot of anxiety issues, I found myself in a lot of ways repeating the same tendencies that Sandra had. And I'm saying this to let you know that for a lot of us, when we've experienced people being very critical or demanding of us, it usually comes from someone of influence and we really wanted their approval. And then trying to reach their approval, we inadvertently become that negative critic that we say we so despise. And if that's you, I just want you to take a pause and just give yourself a big hug and understand that at least the first step of all of this is awareness. Everything that I'm going to be talking about in this series, this inner growth series, is definitely about just awareness. Not for you to shame yourself or make yourself feel bad about it. It's just for awareness. And with that being said, now let's go to the flip side. Let's talk about your inner cheerleader. Your inner cheerleader is your big whoop, whoop, whoop fan. They are always passing the baton, encouraging you to run and play and have fun and telling you about how awesome and cool and fun you are and how you can just do almost anything that you want to, and it just makes you feel as if you are on top of the world. You definitely need your inner cheerleader when you're about to take a big plunge into your business, or perhaps you're thinking about buying a new home, or you're thinking about just doing something new and different. You need that inner cheerleader going, whoop, whoop, you can do it, you can do it. And the inner cheerleader is in such an awesome part of how we grow as humans. We need a push. We need something that's beside ourselves to help us feel encouraged and inspired to grow. And that is an awesome thing. I want you to embrace what that looks like. Embrace exploring that fun, vivacious, almost amazing, powerful energy that's harnessed within you. But here's the dark side of that cheerleader. That cheerleader can literally have you walking off a cliff. That cheerleader can literally encourage you to do stuff that if you're not careful, is dangerous and reckless or can actually sabotage your best of intentions. I think about a experience I had talking with a client a few years ago and in the midst of us working with her business coaching issues or she was telling me that she was about to embark um, on a relationship with an, another man, an extramarital, extramarital affair with an, another man. She was married and it wasn't as if there was something wrong with her marriage. It was that she really loved the attention that she was getting with this man and she wanted to discontinue the marriage as well as this extramarital affair. And because we weren't talking about life coaching per se, I just couldn't help myself by wondering why she was telling me about all the things that she was doing that could potentially damage her business because her husband worked with her on her business, damage her relationship with her kids, not and on top of it, damage the relationship with her coworker that she was 
you know, working on a uh, potential extramarital affair. And that was potentially her inner cheerleader saying, go, 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 you can do this. You can have your cake and you can eat it too. I'm just saying this as an example of all the ways our inner cheerleader doesn't have a speed bump. It doesn't have like a checks and balances to tell us, okay, maybe this may not be such a good idea or perhaps I need to put the brakes on this. I definitely want you to understand that for a lot of us who have our inner cheerleader running on high, that it can actually cause a lot of problems if we're not careful. And I don't want that to be for you. I don't want you to literally just be running on euphoria with no idea about how it could be impacting you on the long run. And for a lot of us who are running on impulse and drama and suspense, that can be a way of trying to avoid pain, trying to avoid discomfort. And you may ask yourself, how in the world can running on drama and adrenaline be a way of pain avoidance? Well, let me explain how that looks like. Because for myself, I didn't really quite understand. And I'll just talk about it from a personal standpoint. For the longest time, I had a long, long track record of dating men who had some type of addiction issue. If it was not addiction issue with pornography, it was alcohol, you name it. It was all sorts of stuff that was going on. And I remember talking with a friend of mine about it. And she told me flat out, Denise, you only date people that you are sure that they can't really connect with you. They can't really bond with you on a deeper level. I'm like, what are you talking about? I want to help these people. These people need like these guys I'm dating, they need me and I need them and we can be happy. And if they just stop doing fill in the blank, then I'll be happy or they'll be happy. And the reality was my cheerleader who told me that I could save these people really desperately wanted to avoid the pain that was in within myself. And that's why I find with people who just constantly rely on that inner cheerleader, that rally, 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 go, 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 without thinking anything too deeply, that's usually what happens. And I don't want you to feel bad about that. Just like I said earlier, don't feel bad about that inner critic because you definitely have to be aware of it in order to solve it. I've always said to my clients, I'm saying this to you too, that you can't heal a problem without recognizing the hurt behind it. And that's what I want to drive in our time with one another that we're just going to recognize it. We're going to be aware of it. We're not going to be upset about it. We're just going to recognize it for what it is. 
I gave that flip example of the critic and now of the cheerleader to say that they on the service it definitely has its plus, but it also has its minuses. We want to be able to always constantly improve. We also always want to inspire and motivate ourselves, but we don't want to lead ourselves to either fear or isolation or depression, and we don't want to lead ourselves into a constant mania, putting ourselves into dangerous situations or putting ourselves into situations that can actually hurt us in the long run. Now, now we've talked about the number the two areas. I want to talk to you about a other area about you and your feelings. It's called the observer. The observer is des- is basically someone who's aware of when the critic or the cheerleader is acting up or showing their face and instead of trying to judge or trying to make you feel bad on either way if you're feeling euphoric or you're feeling depressed or sad about it the observer just simply does what it does observes and puts a rationale behind why you're feeling certain ways for example let's say you get a post someone responds to a post and they say negatively and you get really angry and you get very upset and you go into this tailspin of thinking oh other people are going to dogpile on me and they're going to try to make me feel bad and this is why I hate social media because everyone's so darn negative and this is this is why I don't want to be on social media to begin with and I'm just going to flip them off and I'm going to say all these negative things and I'm going to fight them back and that's basically your critic going hog freaking wild that they're when our critic is definitely working overtime to defend us from what we perceive as a harmful act, action from somebody else. And guess what? We have our observer who can basically step in and pause, give us a big deep breath, <laughs> and say, I recognize that you feel upset. I recognize that you feel unnerved by this negative comment this person is reacting out of their own sickness or perhaps they're misunderstanding me, I can choose to either ignore, I can basically respond with a kind statement saying, I understand you see it this way. This is why I see it this way, right? Or in some cases, you can delete the comment. I mean, I'm a big fan of it. If you see a comment that is completely inappropriate and triggering and not necessary, then you have the option of controlling how people engage with you and that's not allowing the engagement process at all. I think for a lot of us, we've been seeing other people scream and yell and act the fool on social media and get all energized and angry. And I want to let you know that there's a better way of interacting with people. There's a better way. And that's why we have that observer, the observer that gives us the time to take a break, analyze, think of it from a brighter perspective and I want to let you know that that can be you too you can be the one that can observe 
from an objective, calm, rational standpoint. And one fun exercise that I love to do is if I'm definitely finding myself tuned up and upset about certain things, I start making a list and I start asking myself some questions. I start asking myself, what types of people, situations cause me a lot of upsetness, makes me feel very angry? And then on the flip side, what causes me to feel completely carefree to the point where I'm actually harming myself or I'm actually endangering what I really want? And I don't want you to sit there and just simply write down the list. I want you to ask yourself why. And then after that, ask yourself some deeper whys after that. For a lot of us, there are motivations behind the motivations. And by us having some clarity around that, we can definitely dismantle the grip of our manic cheerleader or our sad and upset inner critic. I definitely believe for a lot of us, we've been running on autopilot for far too long. Okay, now let's recap some main themes that I've talked about in this inner growth series. And again, I go into a lot of this in depth in my course, Amazing Attitude. You can only find that on denisechili.com. Click on the courses tab. We've talked about our critic, the critic that is constantly trying to tell us that we are unfair or we are unworthy or we messed up. And in some instances, our inner critic is actually helping us to refine and improve. But if we don't keep that in check, it can lead us into depression and anxiety and to overwhelm. Versus we have that cheerleader, which encourages us and motivates us to take chances and to speak out and to learn new things and to take chances. But that cheerleader, if left on check, can also lead us to literally disaster to help increase us to overspend or overeat or to overindulge in certain things that can actually harm us. And why we do it is because of some unmet need, unheard, or we're actually trying to replicate certain things that we've learned from our family of origin or someone that was mentoring us closely or someone that we had in high regard. I mentioned the example of my my dad's ex-girlfriend, Sandra, but you can think about whoever that is that looks like for you. The point I'm trying to make of this conversation is that you have an observer, an observer that's going to be able to analyze from an objective standpoint about who is acting up in our lives, the critic or the cheerleader. And let's dive in and think about some themes that have been creating that. I'm hoping that as you do this exercise, you can have some realization like, oh, wow, this has been impacting me in my business life. Oh, wow, now I see why I haven't really taken that much chances with my business. You can see some themes and figure out what is happening. Well, that is it. Thank you so much for listening. Was there something that I said that was like, what? mind-blowing. I didn't realize that until Denise broke it down. Let me know. Send me a message at hello at denisechili.com. And if you feel that this was a really helpful message, make sure that you forward to someone that can appreciate this. Well, that is it. Thank you for listening. Take care and be awesome.